0: Hi there, this is Brad Bordini, and it's time to get into the music.
1: Today's show is brought to you in part by WCZR Code Zero Radio, your go-to for the best alternative and indie music. Find them at live.codezeroradio.com or download the free Code Zero Radio web. And now, let's get into the music.
2: Well, hello, everyone. This is Rob, and thanks for tuning in to Into the Music. Whether you're a regular listener or hearing Into the Music for the first time, please consider subscribing to the show. This helps to keep the podcast going, and you'll be sure not to miss an episode. Subscribers will get a shout-out and a chance to make an appearance on the show. Just use the link in the show information. Well, my guests today are two of the best singer-songwriters in Northeast Wisconsin, and both are making their second appearance on the show. They've been friends for over 30 years. They've written, recorded, and performed with each other on numerous occasions over that time. And they're here today not only to talk about their history, but to give us the details on an album release and the big gig they have planned on the night it drops. So with that, I welcome Brad Bordini and Kurt Gunn back to the show. How are you guys doing?
3: Wonderful. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, too.
2: Great. Good to hear. Well, guys, I'm thrilled to have the Brothers Gunn together on the show for years you two have been doing several gigs together and more recently under that name given that the two of you have a history that extends over 30 years what's it like to take the stage with each other these days
0: I look forward to it all the time it's been just an honor and a pleasure to be able to do that with my brother gun
3: So <laughs> yeah. um honestly I yeah the same but when we play together it's just so easy you know so it's like there's really no pressure to it and uh we've all had places that you perform at that are maybe not going the way you want them to go and to be going through that i guess with your best friend kind of makes that easier <laughs> so there's that it's just you know we're just hanging out
0: usually laughing a lot laughing. between songs yeah. or on uh, during the songs <laughs>
2: Yeah, I caught you guys a, a few weeks ago, and we're going to come back to this. But, yeah, that's one of the things that I just noticed about the two of you together, and, and it really came through. Now, the two of you met in your high school years, and if I recall correctly, it was Brad that took up guitar first and then showed you, Kurt, some of the things that uh, he was learning. Over three decades later, did the two of you still show each other how to play things on guitar?
3: i i think so yeah even
2: yeah. but not even knowingly
3: you know yeah brad will be doing something that i will maybe not tell him that it's great but i'll go home and try to figure it out oh interesting. <laughs> i'm learning something yes. <laughs> so, i i on the
0: other hand watch what he does and, and just quit ahead of time and yeah. say i don't know if i'll be able to figure that out but uh you no know, joking aside i i love his uh kind of percussive playing and and um, so yeah, over, over the years I've I've learned, especially with changing tuning. That's something that uh, you've really showed me a lot.
3: You've 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 uh, started writing songs with fingerstyle a lot, a lot. Yeah. Uh, recently, yeah. which maybe that was, but you know, Brad's got really uh, like cool transitions, which oh, I think I try to keep in mind when I'm doing stuff. So I think subconsciously we're still teaching other stuff, but I mean, in the beginning, I think the first song you taught me was Smashing Pumpkins. Oh yeah. Today. uh, today, Yeah. yeah. The
0: riff from uh, Smashing Pumpkins today. Yeah. 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 The high end on twelve, Yeah.
3: But yeah, just hours, you know, when we first started hanging out together, hours spent up in that uh, guitar room slash home office,
0: at my parents' house, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just fun, you know, constantly. Just we would escape. Like, I'd be throwing a party, and we would escape the the people there and just kind of form our own little thing, you know, yeah. and, and just get lost in the music at that point.
3: And by the way, I was listening to your last interview, and it wasn't Red Squire. It was. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. Red, Red. Red Squire. I have it. I found
3: it the other day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, when you guys are in that mode, does that extend to other facets of your musical lives, like writing and recording?
3: Um, I think that, like, it's an interesting question because I have a difficult time writing with people. I tend to like to do it by myself. I have my, my little uh, ticks and all that stuff that I do. Brad understands them so he knows when to interject and i guess when not to we can basically sit in a room and i don't want to say telepathically write a song but i I feel like it could be done like like the last time we were just kind of sitting in here jamming and i just said you know can you scribe and so he'll just write the random things that I kind of blurt out and then he'll put those together into like something that makes sense, I guess. And what he offers, I mean, it just, it's very easy to write a song with Brad and uh, where it isn't with most other people. And Kurt will
0: kind of, I, like you said, you know, I've, I've been used to that for for quite a long time because in the beginning I didn't do a lot of the lyrics. I didn't, I, I was I would do the the riffs, kind of the fills or kind of percussive fills um, with octaves and things like that. And over time, trying to form that craft myself, I think it's made it easier. I don't know if you'd agree, but I, I think it's made it easier because I have a little more confidence in in throwing outlines and and verses, and and then and then we just rework them. And and I think that's one of the things we've we've always agreed from the beginning uh, to a pact of brutal honesty. Yes. Yes. And, um, honesty. And it was basically if you don't like something, if you hate it, you gotta be open to hearing that and letting it go too. And that's something that we've worked on quite a bit where you know you just you can't get too attached to to some of the stuff. And if you really are
3: attached, then you gotta vocalize it. And too. there's been moments where I've been grossly attached to something and he's like, dude, it sucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. And I just would have to let it go, you know, that's where maybe that's if i was writing that by myself i would proceed
0: <laughs> and, I, and i think that's helped both of us you know i mean yeah. you know the first album when i would pitch some stuff to you you, you had great ideas so sometimes it's just little tweaks you know but it, it can make the the biggest difference so
2: sure now 30 years is a long time to be an active musician and here both of you are still hitting it on all cylinders. For a good share of that time, it sounds like Brad was more of a support role for you, Kurt. Tell us a bit more about that. In what ways did Brad support you other than just kind of being a side man?
3: Musically, I could call Brad at any time and be like, you want to play tonight? And I don't have to worry. I don't have to teach him anything, you know, because we have that bond where it'll work out and I don't have to worry, which is nice. But Um, I would say outside of music through the years, there was a good chunk of time when we weren't necessarily playing together. But as far as like someone that I could go to and maybe be like, hey, this happened. What do you think? You know, or what do you think of this song? Or would you come to this show with me? Because I don't want to go alone. Or I mean, his uh, backing me up that way was huge. I mean, it's always been huge. So I think that answers your question.
2: Yeah. Now, over the past several years, Brad, you've been emerging more as a featured artist. A few years ago, you wrote, recorded, and released an album called Fall Back Home, which was a reflection of where you were in life at that time. And now you're getting ready to drop your second album on December 8th, this Friday, and it's called The Voices in My Head. Are the songs on the new album more or less an update as to where you are today? We'll be right back after this short break.
4: Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think they stemmed from some transitions and some things that I've gone through in the last few years, you know, since the last album and and kind of, you know, even when that was in the last production phases and, you know, kind of facing again, there's a common theme with like mortality and in my my stuff and which we, you know, we covered that a little bit last time. And it's definitely still pervasive in, in this album. And it's a lot of kind of figuring out, you know, your value and when do you stay, when do you go? And I've had a lot of life transitions that way, you know, in my personal life and professional life. And so, so yeah, I would, I would say it, it kind of fits. I mean, if you get into lyrics, some of them aren't necessarily, you know, literal or factual, you know, um, they, they just kind of fit for the song or the theme of the song. But to be honest, I, I do write a lot about, you know, uh, pain that I experience and it's cathartic. It's, you know, it's a healing process for me. So, And, you know, I I just I tend to wear my my heart on my sleeve and share that with anyone, especially if it's going to help people in some way. So so I would say, yeah, it's reflective of some things that I've gone through, but I would say that it's it's also still art, you know, at the same time. So it's a, a mixture of both.
2: Sure.
3: I remember when Brad had started recording Fall Back Home and he did that with Jeff Hinnendale. And I was at a point in my musical whatever where I was um, – this was, like, right out of COVID, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: it was 21 was released, and it was, you and oh, I were going over that around yeah. 20.
3: Yeah. I was a hu- in a huge, huge, like, musical depression at the time. And we used to get together in the morning. we go for walks in the woods on trails and stuff like that. And it was like, hey, I'm, I'm recording an album. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, that's that's great. Good for you. And he sent me the tracks. And um, I listened to him. And I remember being completely floored. Like, not to minimize your writing at all. Oh, that was after we got off the track, actually.
0: Remember that? day? It was in my car. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I know what you're saying, though.
3: Yeah. Not minimizing Brad's writing at all. But I remember hearing him. I was like, oh, my gosh. It was like a new, a new level of songwriting for him. Like... It was very inspiring is what I guess I'm trying to get at, and it, like that album, hearing it pulled me out of that funk. So it was kind of like you just described, it was working on me just listening to it that first time. I didn't know that. Yeah. I like that. It was eye-opening songwriting. Thank I you. thought.
2: Thank you. Wow. <laughs> what a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the leadoff track on the new album is called The Strangers We Know, and it's also the first single from the project. It's a great tune and one that's been stuck in my head for a while now. And one of the cool things about the song is that Kurt makes his first guest appearance on it. Can you guys tell us what it was like to be in the studio together where you, Kurt, took on the support role this time? Um,
3: It was great. You know, I... Selfishly, one of the things I like, you know, about recently playing with Brad and with the whole Brother's Gun thing is I don't have to do anything. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm completely burnt out with doing all the things. And so I just want to say that that's been amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if, if, if Kurt wants to take a break, he could walk off
3: stage. Yeah. And I, I can play my... half the songs, you know. Yeah. I don't have to book it. I don't have to advertise. It's, it's amazing yeah (laughs) but no joking (laughs) aside so i'd like to say that like i've turned down thousands of people for me to guest appear in the studio but like brad was the first one that's ever actually asked me to do that and it was cool that it was it's my favorite song again so brad sent me these songs before they were recorded and I was, that was the one that I picked, like, right out of the gate. I'm like, this song is just killer. Like, I kind of invited myself to be on the <laughs> song. Uh, like, I'd really like to be a part of this song somehow. Yeah. So there's that. And I think that was the first time we've ever been in a studio together. Yeah, yeah,
0: we've we've Actually, done yeah. our, like our own recording before, but nothing in nothing a studio you know, proper studio. together. Yeah, correct.
3: That was the first time, and so it was cool for me to look through. You know, I'm out there singing Brad's song, and look through the control window and and Goldie and Brad's back there, and I can see Brad smiling, so I know it's going yeah. good. It's hard to get a read on Goldie. You know, if if you're doing good or not. I think when he tells you should we come in and have a listen that's when you know maybe you got something yeah but uh, yeah and i messed up a bunch and we had fun with it but yeah not very good at harmonizing it was tricky for me but we we got it down
0: i would say it was uh it was like this super proud moment um if that makes sense like because we you know we grew up together and and for me Watching Kurt have the success that he had, I've always been so happy for him. And I don't know, I would say one of your number one fans, you know, to have him in there doing that. And that song has a lot to do you know parts of it have to do with us actually you know kind of falling apart and coming back together and to have him be on there and and actually agree to do it um was just phenomenal like you said it was ear to ear you know we're and you know you did have some mistakes we were laughing laughing at time with that and it was us it was just
3: what i thought was super cool as well is that so like amanda wasn't there but she did her harmonies before and which are amazing. I can't wait for people to hear that. I saw she did so good. So I've got, I'm doing mine and I've got her in my headphones and I'm looking at Brad and it's just like, like the three of us have been actually are probably the, well, I will not probably they're the longest I've ever played with people would be Amanda and, and Brad. And so I thought it was really cool to have the three of us on yeah, two of the songs. Um, so
0: one and for a while she didn't know if she was even going to be able to do the project, and uh, I was actually you know kind of on the hunt for somebody else for a little bit because I didn't think she could, and then I, I begged her. Yeah, another song like can you please just do it? And, there's
3: no one that does it better.
0: Yeah, and we just um, when I I heard her playbacks and it was interesting for that song I heard it going in rounds, which you know when you hear it you'll know what I'm saying at the, the end of the song, and I heard Kurt and I heard her. And Goldie just made it like I heard one version, and Goldie just took it to a new level. And to hear Kurt singing it and watching that come to be, like he actually kind of created some of that magic in that moment. Well, like yeah. that
3: telepathic bond that I talked about earlier between me and Brad. So Amanda's featured on a lot of Area albums, like yeah. more than you would know. And I, her and Goldie have that telepathic yeah, bond. I, Like they don't even have to talk. And she just knows, and he knows where they're what they're going to do with the song, and they I, can hammer it out in like thirty seconds.
0: Watching them, because I, I went down when when Amanda did one of her sessions, and I just kind of hung out. And you're right, it was like they don't even it, it was like almost like one syllable things uh, responses. She and she she thought, do you want like this? this, She would say it, and then be like, okay, you want the third now, and the other. Y- yeah, and I'm going, whoa, <laughs> this is, it. and yeah, and Mark turned to me at one point. He's like, because they were they were bickering about the thing at one moment. He's like. We're like a married couple, you know, like, but man, do we get some stuff, good stuff down, you know, and I was just, I was floored with it. But yeah, so to answer your original question, it was, it was kind of everything I, I hoped it would be. And, and we just had
2: a blast. So wonderful. Well, we're going to listen to that track right now from Brad Bordini's new album. Here's the strangers we know. The and I won't come back again. I won't come
4: back again. Tell me everything's good. Then you go Off the rails, my friend Like it in time and again Said no, you know I won't go You know I can't help My memory fails again While I wonder how long to hold my breath Till your feet touch the ground again You're turning blue, you say I said No, you know I won't go You know I can't help it It ends when we begin Reaching out myself back then said no you know I won't go you know I can't help Come back again, come back again, oh, oh, again. Oh, come back again, trigger and won't come back again, won't oh, come back again, won't oh, come back again, won't oh, come back again, oh, come back again, won't oh, come back again, come back. Can't come back do. Do. Come back
2: Kurt, you've been putting out singles, EPs, and albums for the past 15 years, and it's really an incredible body of work. You mentioned to me that a lot of things come and go in the music industry and naturally there's going to be some changes taking place with the technology, with the way gigs are booked, bands coming and going. Rather than look at what's changed in that time that you've been recording, what have you found to be more reliable and consistent aspects of the industry?
3: Oh, boy. Um Yeah, that's a good one. I think that you can still, I mean, a song is still what it's all about. So, like, if you go and listen to someone or you're listening to, you know, the radio, I think a song can still move you. Like, that won't change. Reliability players are still reliable. There's still people out there that can really play to a song Recording, there's still recording studios that are reliable. People that come out to the shows that support you, I still have a fairly decent following that I can rely on, thankfully, in certain areas. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Where I know I can go to somewhere and I will see at least two or three familiar faces. And that's really sometimes all you need. Sometimes all you need is one. If you're struggling through a set and you can lock on to somebody that you know in the crowd and they can like kind of get you through that,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, it's such a tough question because so much has changed. Like like Brad and I recorded our first album on a floor track, you know, <laughs> yeah. and there's people that out here that wouldn't even know you know what that is or yeah,
0: there was no like auto you know voice correction and
3: yeah. yeah it, it's tough because I'm really struggling lately with the technology thing as far as marketing, you know, and, and I just don't have the stomach for it anymore. Um, I don't book shows. I just take, if someone emails me, that's fine. I, I just don't care enough to go through that anymore because it's the end of stuff that I hate. This news putting out single trend, I don't understand it, but, should I be doing it? Because who buys albums? And it's just been a lot to take in in the last year that I've really been struggling with that end of things. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, it's, so much has changed. It's, I mean, even the venues that, you know, Brad and I used to play at, even the venues in the valley have changed. It's in the last 10 years. Um, yeah. Albums. I don't know. What do you do? You know? <laughs> I, th- I
0: think it's, you know, like you were saying, though, the people. I think that's what's been great. And, and having traveled with you more and, and done certain shows, I can attest to a lot of great people that that I've gotten to know that are, are huge fans of Kurtz. And I, I look forward to seeing them now. You know? Yeah. And we, we have, you know, people that come,
3: you know, they're from loyal. They become your yeah, friends,
0: you know? Yeah. <laughs> Craig and Janie and, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, the, these there's a lot of people that just come to mind right away and you have to appreciate that. And I think that one thing that I would say is, is I used to be a guy that chased the numbers. I, I chased the, you know, <laughs> he's, a, he's loud. he knows where I'm going because I used to, you know, we're losing them. I used to say this, you know, on okay, stage, we're, losing we're, them. we're losing them. Come on. We, we got to keep playing and, and play a cover song, you know, and I, I think what I, I've learned over the years through this evolution is that. If I was right, yeah, I will <laughs> say it on air yes you you're, you're uh, it's recorded yeah. you you were right i, I don't mean care I,
3: if I, I i think
4: i think
0: you, you you can't you you have to i guess the best way to put it is you have to stay true to yourself, and in that process, the things change around you, but you don't ha you don't always have to adapt, and I don't mean that like like a curmudgeon, you know, like where you're like a, you know disgruntled about it it's more like just kind of saying, stay true to who you are. Be authentic. And and I think the people that get you, they'll continue to get you. And, and more people will get you as well. Because if you're constantly changing like a chameleon, how is anyone supposed to know who you are, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like when me and Brad, Brad and I started performing, um, it was on Washington Street, downtown Green Bay, you mm-hmm. know, which was tough. But we would play originals. I mean... Not all originals. We did some covers. Yeah, we a, lot did of a lot of covers. Yeah. But we did a lot of originals as well. And, and, you know, sometimes it didn't go over very good, but we didn't change the game plan. It's like, this is what we're going to do, even to the point where we would have to lie, you know, and say that it was a cover, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, it's obscure Neil Young. Yeah, song it was, was old Neil Young B-side. And then we'd play one of our tunes, you know. And, yeah. and no one would know.
0: But then it took over, you know, and there there was a time when, they, yeah. you know, when we do uh, the song Fifth and Water, when we do that, all of a sudden, right. you know, you'd, you'd have this massive crowd, you know, the whole place would be packed and they're singing your lyrics. And to have that in a time, you know, that it was a lot of, you know, just straight 80s covers and, you know, that kind of thing, um, yeah. it was it was pretty phenomenal and I think that's still despite the evolution of the music scene, I, I think that still is there. You know, that capacity is still there. And and definitely with the people if the song stage, is truly. good, it's
2: good.
3: I mean it doesn't right. matter whose it is.
0: I think. Yeah. You know? No, oh, good point. Yeah.
2: Well Brad, over the time that Kurt started releasing projects up through the release of Fall Back Home, what was going on with you?
3: We'll be right back after this short break.
0: I ended up leaving Commonplace and um, I was kind of going through a rough patch in, in my life and I was struggling with uh, alcohol use a little bit and various stressors. And so at that time, I remember I, I called Kurt. I basically quit the band late at night and then the next day, it wasn't like the next day I was like, well, I was just kidding, you know, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, you know, and um,
3: he, he had done it a couple times.
0: Yes, to be fair. Yeah.
3: And, and uh, that was the end. Yeah, I was like, no, you know.
0: And, and Kurt, Kurt had the foresight to understand that I needed to kind of get some other stuff taken care of, you know, and, and work on some stuff in my life. And, and so it was hard for me to see at the time. And, and now I'm very grateful for that. Um, and so that time I spent kind of working through issues that I was dealing with at that time. And then I started performing with other people. Um, I would say I was still probably having some
3: of those issues. Which but. I think was huge. Yeah. To be able to play with other people. Yeah, so because... Go ahead. I just think that's a good thing, you know? I yeah. think that helped you a lot.
0: Yeah, it it was... I had to read people differently, and I had, I learned different kind of genres of music, and, and I was used to kind of reading how Kurt played. And so that... It just changed, it changed things for me. Um, but that's... A lot of what I was doing, I was kind of doing that, taking a little time off, too, but figuring out really, you know, what could I bring to the table for people and what did I like about music? You know, that was the other thing. I performed with some people and I'm like, I don't ever want to do this again. You know, <laughs> So and when you gain that, you know, you gain that insight, it helps you figure out really who you are and what kind of musician you want to be. So it's a lot a lot of what I was doing at that time. And then, and watching him grow and and into a lot of what what he was doing with the with those people, and then eventually with some of the other
2: projects. Sure. Now, when you were watching him grow through that, obviously you were learning something from that. You were getting something out of it. What made you decide the time was right to cut an album when you made Fall Back Home?
0: You know, I it started out with, you know, my dad got sick and he battled cancer for numerous years but that was going on a few other things happened um you know we lost a baby and some other things that just kind of led to my heart coming out on the paper and i almost died at that time i was you know really close to to passing away and at that point i wanted to capture a lot of these these ideas these these feelings that i had and, and so they just kind of came out on the paper and you know through the guitar and once that happened, I was really compelled to put them down. You know, I had to record them. And,
3: and you weren't necessarily even considering releasing that, were you?
0: No, no. And at, at first it was, you're, you're right, at, um, at first it was just going to be me and a guitar and just recording them. And I was kind of thinking, like, I just wanted my kids to have it. It's a very good point. And then that started evolving into a, a you know much more produced album, you know, and you know, Jeff Hendondale did drums or, or, you know, various other things. He added strings and, and things to that. And then, you know, Chris Hannaway and and then Brent was also felchland uh, uh, played. Oh, he? Uh, he played uh, mandolin on uh, uh, Sun Meet Soul on that first album. He's great. So he's phenomenal there. Oh, he's he's so good. Just has the heart of gold. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's kind of how that evolved. And once we started adding stuff to it and, and producing it more and, and filling it, it was like, hey, this is this is actually something yeah. that, that we could, you know, put Other together. Other people will like to hear this. Yeah, I think, I, to, to be honest, it was running it by Kurt, really changed, like you were, you were talking about earlier. When he responded that way, I you know, I'm a pretty humble guy. I was like, I don't know, I guess just some songs, you know. And your reaction, like, you're like, man, this is actually, this is good. And that meant a lot. And, and it made me think, OK, yeah, I'm going to put this out. So that was that was. I remember that day quite distinctly.
3: Right. You know? In the parking lot at Annester hey Park. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sitting in my car,
0: kind of freezing, but listening to listening to yeah. the tracks. Yeah.
2: Well, as mentioned before, Brad's new album, The Voices in My Head, drops in a few days on December 8th and to celebrate the release you guys have put together one heck of a gig that's going to take place that evening at Gibson Community Music Hall in Appleton so give us the details
3: yeah well Brad has got this killer album that needs to have a
2: killer is an understatement yeah
3: it's Gosh, i mean it's you, yeah i was doing a one of those writer around things at Gibson I believe right and you were yeah. down for it yeah and then just I spoke with Dave the owner there and you know said we need to throw this show together put poor town proper on the bill
0: and then we it, both we both said Michael And we both like said right Michael right, Grabner yeah.
3: Dave wanted an acoustic on the front stage uh, so like yeah when you come in there'll be there's gonna be acoustic and that's gonna be Michael Grabner on the front stage
0: I might hop in with him a little bit too we were just talking about the yeah. gig. So maybe yeah. we'll get you up there, too. <laughs> Let's see.
3: I'm not very good at the old <laughs> improv thing. But, and I wanted Brad to end the night, but he's going second. And then Poor Town Proper will end the night. I think we've played together maybe three times. We played at Lawrence Chapel. We played the release show at Rock Garden Studio. And then we did Ledstone Vineyards. Maybe one other time. I think Appleton Beer Factory, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. We play together maybe once a year. But it's so good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, I'm excited to end the yeah. night listening to you guys.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing Brad's album live. I'm looking forward to playing with those guys um, another time. It's always a treat to listen to Michael Grabner. Yeah, it's going to be a great show.
2: Yeah, it's going to be incredible. And, you know, Michael is fast becoming one of the area's top artists in the musicians yeah, that you have. In, I think
3: he's already there. Yeah. To be honest with
2: you. It And the musicians that each of you have in your bands reads like a mini who's who of the area's best. I mean, when you got Chris Hannaway and Woody Larson, Rick Armstrong, uh, Luke Heckel, and Amanda. Yeah. Dang. I mean, tell us the divisions of the bands here. <laughs> who's who's playing with who here?
3: But Poor Town Proper is Chris Hanaway on bass. Chris is my bass player, you know. That's who I play with. If he's not available, then I don't play with the band. <laughs> Luke Heckle is someone that I met years and years ago at Henry's Music when he worked there, um, and basically we've been talking about doing something together since then, you know. And and so he plays drums on that album. And he was,
0: do you know, he was in. A, I had a, I forgot. I had another band called Preacher and the Whiskey, and Luke was the drummer, yeah. the original drummer yeah. for that. Yeah. Play a few shows sorry he's awesome yeah. he's also the he's drummer so
3: for yeah. project pink i mean
0: yeah he's so good
3: yeah and then woody larson was another person that i just was dying to work with since i met him so that's poor tom proper and then brad i let you
0: yeah yeah so for the album we've got again chris hanaway on bass rick armstrong is on drums and i've known chris for, for a really long time Um, just from playing in the area and and mutual friends and stuff. And and then uh, uh, Rick, I got to meet on referral actually from, from Kurt and um, those,
3: those two Chris and Rick record together. It's kind of magical.
0: Yeah. Again, almost like telepathically, they kind of shifted and, you know, in in the studio, I, when I was doing my click tracks, I was like, like pairing wine
3: with cheese.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's so good. So good to watch. And, in fact, I, I, I felt almost like I needed to leave the room at the moment. I'm like, this is so good. Um but uh, so got the two of them and then uh Amanda James doing uh vocals. I think you're gonna you're gonna hop up and do, yeah. do a couple um that he sings on, Kurt will. And then Woody is taking on the guitar parts that Mark did in the studio. I did extend maybe I'm putting pressure here. I don't know, but, no, I did, he, but
3: he needs the pressure.
0: He needs the pressure. I, I, I did extend the invite to Mark, um, to come up and play and I God, I would love it if he did. It, he was, was so instrumental and it would mean so much to me. So Mark, if you're listening, I hope to see you there. Um, so maybe for a track or two, that'd be awesome. Um, if not the whole night, you're welcome. Um, but so that's the lineup for the album.
2: Now you get, you kind of touched on maybe you jumping on stage with Michael and boy, wouldn't it be something to see the three of you together doing something that night too. Any plans uh, for everyone to be on stage, to play some songs or to jam at the end of the night?
3: Plans or, are you, having- uh, we, you know, we talked about doing something like me and Brad and Michael, and we just kind of ran out of time. It didn't, Nothing yeah. lined up to to be able to do it. Well, I I play with
0: Michael uh, periodically. We played uh, last week, I think it was, um, and and he and I were chatting, and so I might hop up and you know maybe knock the nerves off a little yeah. bit, uh, you know, by by getting up there and, and just play some some lead uh, with him, because uh, I love doing that. I
3: love having. I know that chat. Mike Michael covers uh, four letter words, yeah. of mine. So, I mean, maybe we but, could do that. Ooh, I like I'm, I'm just not good at i'm not a guy that can jump on stage with people to improvise improvise Enjoy, yeah. i just can't i can't terrible at it
0: you know what? it's decided you heard it here first we're doing <laughs> four letter words no
2: hell <laughs> oh, it'd yeah. be very cool very cool so yeah. going back kurt You know, you talked about Poor Town Proper and the occasions that you guys have had to play together, and for you guys to come together for this gig just, I think, makes the night even more special. And the album that you guys cut, I think, is one of your best. And I want to take a listen to a track off of that. So from Kurt Gunn in the Poor Town Proper, here's So Good, You Better Love Me.
5: Down inside this bed This bed that I made Take me out Take me out into the night Drive me away You better love me You better love me You better love me Inside this hole, this hole that I found Take me up Take me up to the sky Fly me around You better love me You better love me You better love me If you want me, don't come looking.
1: Streaming sites that just seem cold and impersonal, add a live human to your routine and join me every Monday and Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central as I introduce the latest submissions added to the WCZR rotation. I'll give you backgrounds, influences, and noteworthy information to each new artist during my show Zip Code Zero on WCZR Code Zero Radio.com or you can download our feature packed app Zip Code Zero on WCZR Code Zero Radio.
2: Now, since the two of you performed together as the Brother's Gun, has there been any discussion about doing a full album together? There's been hints at it,
3: but then we go back to that whole singles album thing you know if we write together and we have songs, and we certainly that's something that we could do
0: i think you you said it but we we talked about doing an album of older songs and and, Common, then, and old commonplace, old commonplace songs. songs like year old. old songs. And I think you were right. You know, to be very frank, I think you're right. You said, yeah, but that's the kind of the past, you know. And we'll get together, and we've written, you know, I don't even know how many songs we've written in the last 10 years, you yeah. know. Um, but recently, we've. I, I really like what we've <laughs> been doing lately. If we strung more of those together, I would entertain that. I always put that ball back in, in his court.
3: I, right. so, Yeah. Okay. Selfishly... How do I put this? It's tough when you like. So I'm doing my own thing, and then I've got the girl in the gun thing. I've got the Kirkham band. I've got the brothers gun, and I struggle with juggling that, you know, and keeping everyone. I don't want to say happy, but how would I phrase it? No, I, I don't. You know,
0: I don't like, think that's negative or pretentious yeah. or anything. I mean, I think it's just I, true. I struggle you
3: know? with that, I, so. and then I find that I sometimes don't save enough time and and energy for for my own things. Yeah. I do have an album that I've completely done that has been sitting in my phone since 2021. That needs
0: to see the light of day. <laughs> so.
3: I, I have a full fan album that I could start recording tomorrow. I have Girl and the Gun songs that you know we could release as singles or an album. And then the Brad and I have songs. And right now I'm in the process of juggling what to do with all that material, so... It's not a Kurt Gunn nuclear bomb. So, I guess I'm trying to figure out how to do that. But it is all, it's something that will probably happen, yes, to answer your question. When, I don't know. And in what form, I don't know. What do you do next Tuesday? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, some figuring out to do personally, I guess.
2: Now, as with any relationship, whether they're friendships or in the context of a band, You know, there's going to be the occasional rough patch, and early on, the two of you had a band together, and that was obviously commonplace, like you had talked about, and Brad, you know, you shared that one late night you quit the band for reasons not even related to the band. Can you pick up the story and tell us how you guys overcame that rough spot?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I was saying before, you know, I mean, I think I was under a lot of stress and I haven't had a drink in, I don't know, like eight years, seven or eight years. And back then, I mean, and this is many years ago. I what what year was that? I don't even know.
3: I don't, yeah, I couldn't recall. That um, was like
0: 18 years, it was 17 uh, when years when ago. When did
3: I put out this and that EP? 08. Oh, so it would have been right before that. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, before that. So six, oh, seven. Maybe. I think.
0: No, Ellie was born. My son was born. So, so, and he's 18. Yeah. So, so it was right around that. Yeah. So to be really honest with you, our friend owned, uh, do you remember that night? Our friend owned uh, a bar down on Washington street. And I remember we, we just, we'd see each other out and there was just this weird animosity a little bit. And then you and I just kind of, didn't we just go in the kitchen? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we We just went in the kitchen. We're like, all right, we got to hash this out. Like that's enough. enough. You know, this is enough of this. And to be honest, like in the title, you know, the brothers got, I mean, we're, we are, we're like brothers. And it was like, we just had this kind of family feud for a little bit and it just had to end, you know? And,
3: you know, when that happened, it was not good. I mean, it was not good. No, no, Um, that was a bad one. We had our people that were, I got kind of outed of Green Bay, to be honest with you, when that happened. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah, A lot of people assumed that I fired him and how could you do that to your friend and i i mean I, there was a lot of people that wouldn't talk to me they wouldn't come to shows they wouldn't do anything venues that wouldn't book me so it was oh my god i mean it was I, a rough patch see, for both I, of us i didn't know that. I,
0: even right now no i felt even more <laughs> terrible about it so i apologize publicly
3: but that was before social media so no one you know what i mean yeah it's like yeah i feel like problems can be created or solved in like 30 seconds on social media yeah where back then a word of mouth could kill you. Well, and I'm sure it was confusing to a lot
0: of people too. Sure. And I'm sure back in the day, I was not very balanced. So I probably did say a bunch of dumb things. But to be very frank with you, I mean, at the end of it, I realized, I remember I talked to my wife about it. And, and I actually, I, I broke down. I was, I was, one day I was crying. I was just overcome with grief. And I said, I miss my friend. I miss my, my buddy. It's not the music. I just miss my best friend and you know my wife to her credit she was like you got to work on that you know it takes work and you got to put yourself out there
3: and just just bury this and I think yeah I think we started getting defined as this music partnership yeah and the band and all this and then we lost track with those two 15 year old kids writing songs up in Brad's bedroom you know and and just doing it because it was fun and we and we enjoyed it I think we lost touch with that and I think like, that's where we're at now. Like, I can cruise over to Brad's house and we can mess around in his den and either, you know, maybe we'll write a song, maybe we won't. But the one thing that'll happen is we'll leave, you know, feeling good about each other, you know. After having laughed
0: probably yeah. a ton, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's, that, you know, that's the thing, a 30-year friendship. You know, I look at a lot of those bands that have lasted, you know, a really long time and having this relationship with Kurt, you know that it's more than just musicians hanging out you know they're it's yeah. they become family and that's that's what it
3: is with us. watched a lot of bands come and go in that time frame you know yeah but yeah so still, still doing it
2: Well, aside from the brother's gun, both of you perform solo and with other area musicians. And like we mentioned before, you both have done stuff with Michael Grabner. Kurt, I know you've played with Amelia Ford. Brad, you've played with Jackson Mankowski. And both of you have done stuff with Amanda James. What do you like about being able to gig with all these wonderfully talented people?
3: I'll let Brad go first. He plays with more people than I do. Um, you have that versatility to be able to do that which i don't
0: you know the the thing i like about it is that with a lot of them you know i'm doing solo stuff and playing lead for them and it's just everybody's got a different style you know i like with jackson i love his soulfulness and and he's graced the stage a couple times you know comes up when i'm playing and we're looking to set up you know maybe a show together at some point you know but just it hasn't worked out. But when I've done that with him, you know, it's, I get to be a little more bluesy and, and I like that with Grabner, with Michael, you get into that almost, you know, bluegrass, fast picking. And I, I love doing a lot of his songs. We'll get out of here is one of my favorites by him. And, and then uh, doing uh, some, some Dylan don't think twice. That's, I love performing that with him. He does such a great job. So I like playing with people that push you, you know, to, to try to to figure out how far you can go with things and, that's why I like doing that with those guys.
3: I think my part of that would be, which I'm guessing the Emily Ford thing must have been like a songwriter's circle. I can't remember.
2: Uh, you guys did something at the Cup of Joy earlier this year.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That was so yeah. That was just me and her uh, doing a song share thing. So I would, you know, and I'll do those with other musicians where they play a song and I play a song. And we all tell a story. You know, Gibson's been doing that these writers rounds they call them and i enjoy doing those because i don't have to be expected to play a solo or anything like that which is you know i can't do the best i can do is maybe they'll turn the guitar over and play a drum beat i
0: think you saw yourself short (laughs) he does he's done like finger picking stuff over it and it's good i gotta listen to it it.
3: a few times so i can't just jump in you know it's something I'm working on on my own at home, to be able to put myself in those situations. A goal of mine was to try to, to write with more people, and that's something that I've been doing. I think last fall, I started getting together with Tom Thiel and uh, Michael Grabner, which are two songwriters that I completely love, and I felt like I could learn from them, and I, and I have we would get together about once a week during the fall and winter. And then obviously we took break through the summer and we just kind of picked it up again. And I enjoy doing that to sit in a room with other writers. Like I said, I've learned guitar from those guys, different writing styles. I think on that side of the coin, I mean, there's a whole nother side to this playing together. I mean, there's, there's more to it than that, you know, Mm -hmm. writing together, which, You don't really have to know anything to do that, right? Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in regards to that, whether it be playing together or writing together or whatever, is there anyone on your bucket list that you want to do something with?
3: Well, okay. So me and Jackson, and I believe you and Jackson as well, have been trying to get something forever to work out. (laughs) And it's been impossible these young kids nowadays, they always got something going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to blame Jackson for that. I think I got sick when my back went on. I can't yeah. remember. Uh, Jerry X, I would love to write a song with her. Yeah. That would be my bucket list for artists to write with. Sure,
0: sure. Actually, I wanted to, uh, I was going to do a show with uh, Tom Thiel. I remember what happened something he was he was camping or something and yeah, he we were, camps a lot. And yeah and he's like well it's gonna be 30 degrees so we'll see or something I, I don't know how that happened but it was kind of a, a hit or miss sort of thing but I would I would like to do that I, you know I actually don't know Tom very well I, you know met him before but it's just a stand-up guy and, and I've uh, really like listening to his music and you know getting to know that a little bit more so I, I'd say I think Tom, he's another
3: one of those writers that works well he works better alone maybe yeah You know and that's it's good to break out of that which is i've become kind of a that way where i i got to do things a certain way and, and letting that go i think you know
0: when i say work with it would be probably less writing and more just doing jams i when i think about it which probably goes back to you and i starting you know it's just when i think about performing with people it's less about what i can bring lyrically or writing you know it's more just I want to get my hands on people's songs and, and just add little things to it. I like doing that. It's it's so much fun. It's like a playground for me. Yeah. It's like, where do I want to go?
3: Well, Tom's, well, Tom's amazing at, at electric and then also at acoustic. You know, his his no. albums are mm-hmm. acoustic based. Yeah. And then he's doing the electric stuff like he did with Stuhl, Theo. But yeah, he's in a lot of alternative tunings and those types of things.
0: His progressions are really
3: fascinating, yeah. too. Song, like sorry. Right? It's just going, everything man? that like, he does is kind of like. amazing storytelling you
0: know yeah through the song that's a that's a great way of putting
2: it yeah well i'd like to give another track from brad's new album a spin and really this is the premiere of this particular song it's called enough brad if you'd be so kind tell us a bit about it and introduce it is this the give me a minute then you're in yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: yes There's, there's a line in there um
3: I yeah, almost got
0: it down i can it, almost say it it, it, <laughs> it kind of drives kurt nuts but he seems to like it too a lot um but uh so no the the song it's uh i think it started the idea started i, I was in a little bit of a maybe a disagreement with my my wife at, at the time what? and what uh, and i instead of being frustrated i just channeled it artistically And the song's not, I should clarify, it's not about my wife. It's just, that's where the idea, that's how it happens. You know, you get an idea from something that happens in life and then you go with it. And so it's kind of this idea of like, when is enough going to be enough? And it's kind of taking stock of in relationships like, you know, when are you enough? When is, when is it enough arguing to let it go? When is it enough to go? You know, and uh, like, like I said, the theme of the album. And so, um, But that one was uh, kind of a a back and forth in the head and how do you get through difficult
3: times like that. This is a great track, too. This is probably top three for me. Is it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I I like it because, like you said, the, it did give you a minute. But you know, that, that's <laughs> fun. It's a little bouncy. And, and Mark, I I have to give credit to Mark. He, you know, when I was recording it, he's like, try and get a little more bounce to it. And he was describing it in different ways. And um, so he kind of changed the the flow a little bit. So this is a top three for Kurt. And uh, again, one of my favorites on the album. This is the song enough.
4: show this time. I'm giving my all and you're giving me your lines And Please, baby, don't you walk away. There's something left here to make you stay. I drive my back you drop a tear from your eyes. Tell me that you want to compromise. But give it a minute for you to manipulate and tomorrow morning it will all be the same. All I want to know is when is enough gonna be enough? Looking with the that I through. Will it ever happen again? Will we ever outgrow? Will we ever let it go? All I wanna know is, when is it not gonna be enough? Oh, 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 oh. Another time with the world in our hands, another world war comes from your domains. Decision of decision is what we're about When we're fit into the darkness inside this house Break me out is what you're screaming at me I need to be free for the world to see I tried it once before but when I got you to the door You said maybe I'll see you tomorrow All I want to know is When is enough going to be enough Looking with love that it might Will it ever happen again Will we ever out? Never let it go All I wanna know is when is it not gonna be want to know is, when is enough gonna be you when is enough gonna be you when is enough gonna be you when will i ever be
2: enough? guys we're going to wind this one down so before we do, let the listeners know where they can find you online, buy and stream your music, and get your gig schedules.
3: Well, if you just Google Kurt Dunn, all my stuff will show up. I have a website, KurtDunn.com. Facebook, I don't really use my musician page because it's all about money to see anything. I seldomly update my show schedule. <laughs> <laughs> that works well right <laughs> yeah. sometimes if i get more than five shows I'll, I'll put something out you know otherwise week of maybe i'll say something
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i have a website i am not kurtgun.com no, I, <laughs> no I'm, I,
3: Actually, I I don't
0: I don't, I don't have a website but I do uh, I probably need to get that going but we' I feel like we're fossils right now <laughs> yeah. don't have a, but I, you can stream you know you can go on Spotify or Apple I Music am I and, um, you know and, and catch my first album the second album will be uploaded like you were saying do you know do you do the singles or the full I think I'm just gonna upload the whole thing and that yeah. should be launching live right around the eighth when we do the release. So, and then I do have, I'll have CDs at the show if you still have a CD player in your car or they're great. Like, as you always say, coasters or whatever. So,
3: yeah. All my stuff is on Bandcamp, which I wish more people used Bandcamp, but they just don't. Now I have to but put mine you want on. Support, if you want to support, an, you truly want to support an artist digitally, you you could buy their stuff on Bandcamp because they, they get a majority of that money. Versus the freshman Versus the, I mean, of yeah. Pens iTunes, I think, is a little better than Spotify. But Spotify seems to run the world, and they don't pay very much. And I think they're actually talking about paying less now. Oh. so Well, that's uplifting. Yeah. Okay.
2: So you're, so you're going from one-fifth of a cent per play down to one-tenth, huh? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So cool.
2: Well, guys, before we go, with the holiday season on us, Kurt has a very cool holiday song, which I'm going to round out the show with. And so, Kurt, just give us a little insight into that so we know what we're listening to.
3: Yeah, um, I did not set out to write a Christmas song, and I can't remember when I released this. It had to be three or four years ago now, maybe. And from the avenue was putting a playlist together for their Christmas music they, that they were gonna play, and she reached out to me asking me if I had a Christmas song or if I did any covers of any Christmas music, and I was like, no, I don't. You know, I probably should. Should have a Christmas song, I guess. And uh, I was like, let me get back to you. You know, and of course, it, that's the only thing I had on my mind then. Then so I grabbed a guitar and I think a real Christmas song. In about 25, 30 minutes. Of course she did. Sent 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 her the rough copy. I said, I'll, "You like this? I'll go record it tomorrow, and then I'll have it to you, you know, the day after that." And she loved it. Went, called Goldie, said, "Can I come in and record this quick?" Yep, got her down, and I think we had a Christmas song on the air by the end of the week, <laughs> which is
0: which is kind idea.
3: of kind of old school, like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young with their song Ohio
0: yeah yeah well and, and i do have to say you know because the avenue does play that and they play all your music and they've been gracious to play a few of mine but yeah but you can catch right they play christmas song
3: they do yeah. i i have not heard it ever but yeah i hope so we'll have to tell Ann, right yeah.
2: <laughs> well guys this has been great you know i caught your show a few weeks ago and it was so good it's evident that the two of you aren't just a couple of musicians that, you know, you happen to be in sync with each other, but you really are brothers and you got a special kind of love for each other on top of it. And you guys just exude that. And and I appreciate that so much about you.
3: The brother's gun thing. I will add this, that, that that's not something new that just came out. So that name actually came about years ago mm-hmm. Well, this was after we reconnected. Yeah. yeah. And we'd started playing Steelbridge Songfest. Yeah. And right. we were to the point, that was right after we reconnected because we were like, well, neither we, one of us wanted to be commonplace because it's still got a bad taste, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so they were like, well, what should we put you down as? And we just said, I don't know. Everyone thinks we're brothers all the time. We'll just be the brothers gone. That's and right. so really, it's actually an old name. Yeah. Stemming back from that 2000. 2000- well
2: i don't know steelbridge 10 11 no yeah
3: it was 10 yeah. i think it was ten, nine or 10 yeah anyway sorry i
2: didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. oh no <laughs> worries no worries but guys don't ever lose that i mean it's it's a special thing it's not something you tend to see a lot anymore and uh don't lose that
0: well thanks for noticing it and uh yeah i, I don't think we could anymore to be honest i'll so. well, never
3: say never Well, hey. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, thanks for taking the time to talk and share today. And I'm already looking forward to the next time having you guys on the show. It's been real good. Well,
3: thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we have. Yeah. And, and plugging the release, uh, Brad's release show
0: yeah um, i can't I, december I, december 8th, 8th yeah at gibson musical with michael grabner and kurt gunn and the poor town proper so yeah
3: dollars at the door or...
0: or something like that yeah <laughs> so but uh no and, and thank you for taking the time to uh, to sit and chat with us and it's just been uh great getting to know you um you know
3: and thanks for all so. you've been doing too oh um, yeah community with, music with your show i enjoy listening to it on my walks and you know and you're just very good at what you do yes so Yes. We hope that you keep doing that as well.
2: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It it means a lot. Well, folks, my guests today have been Brad Bordini and Kurt Gunn, otherwise known as the Brothers Gunn. This Friday, make sure to check out Brad's new album, The Voices in My Head, and if you're in the area, get yourself to their big gig at Gibson Community Music Hall on College Avenue in Appleton. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. Join me next time when Amelia Ford and her husband, Sean Moss, return to the show to talk about Amelia's new single, Loyal. Thanks for listening, and please share into the music with your friends and on your socials. We really appreciate it when you give the show that signal boost. So long for now, and we'll see you next time we get into the music.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Into the Music. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and odyssey.com. Drop us a line on our socials or email us at intothemusic at newprojectx.com. To support Into the Music go to buymeacoffee.com slash intothemusic. Your support keeps the show going and is always greatly appreciated. This show is copyright 2023, Project X Productions. Join us next time we get into the music. God bless and take care, everybody.
5: So fill up your glass and raise it for Christmas cheer. Snow is fresh and white and not so clear. Now hang, the lights won't work again this year. So what do I want for Christmas? I tell you what I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is you right here. Look at all the people just racing all over town Spending money, they ain't got Looking for things that can't be found Yeah, they're wearing their boot heels Off onto the ground But what do I want for Christmas? I tell you what I want for Christmas All I want for Christmas is you around So come on, baby We can stay right here Let's put those kids to bed And make our own Christmas cheer Come on, baby We've got a lot And there ain't another thing we need That could fit into some box Yeah So turn down the lights And let's dance a while by the tree. To the voice in that King Cole singing soft and deep. And yes, it's true, you know I still believe. Cause I knew what I wanted for Christmas. And I got what I wanted for Christmas. Cause all I wanted for Christmas was you with me. So come on, baby. We can stay right here. Let's put those kids to bed and make our own Christmas cheer Come on baby, we've got a lot There ain't another thing we need that could fit into some box Yeah